Ready? I'm ready when you are, brother. All right, man. Just a second. I'm here with John Burkett. He's the pastor of Green Pastures Church in Albany, Georgia. You can find that church at greenpasturesalbany.com. I love the the tagline, feasting on truth, growing in grace, and resting in Christ. Amen to that. John, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. Um, Tell us a little bit about Green Pastures, because I know you, you started just a few years ago. The church was actually... Uh, formed and in a in a day and age when more churches are closing than opening, that's been an encouragement to me to see. And um, just tell us a little bit about how people can find, you know, your sermons and and for more information about your church. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, about four years ago, I, uh, well, before that, I, I moved back from pastoring a church up north, and uh, I always had a burden for this area the church that I was a member of beforehand had kind of quit meeting and I really felt burdened for uh, the community here and um, I just kind of stepped out and and basically I, I just started uh, I went and secured a building and uh, prayed about it and I announced on Facebook that we were starting a church and uh, we started September the 11th. I think it was. I think it's coming up on four years now. And uh, the first Sunday, we had quite a few people show up, and the Lord has continued to bless us since then. Uh, we've used Facebook live stream um, primarily. That was that was that was the only way I really had people to, to get people engaged with our church here, and it worked fantastic. Uh, initially and uh, has continued to work. We actually have a a recent family that's uh, come to be with us, a family of 11 and uh, oldest daughter uh, got baptized not long ago and and they found us through Facebook. So it's been a, been an excellent tool and uh, the Lord just continues to keep blessing and and we're thankful for that. And hopefully uh, the Lord will continue to bless to have other churches open up. Uh, as you said, there's there's been so many churches that have closed the doors, and and that is disheartening. And we wanna we wanna share the gospel, and we wanna see more church doors opened. Absolutely, and well, you're an encouragement to us uh, doing that. And a family of eleven—that's a revival right there. <laughs> right? Yeah, they they got nine children. I kind of joke with everybody and tell everybody that the children in our church outnumber us three to one. <laughs> <laughs> Watch out. They may revolt if you preach too long. <laughs> That's right. Well, uh, John, I, I really appreciate you coming on. You and I've talked um, offline some about Scripture memory in the past, and we've kind of encouraged each other in that and talked about some of the ways we've tried to do that. And that's why I've brought John on today is to talk about memorizing scripture putting god's word in your heart and in your mind and so i'm just going to kick it off with the question of of why is memorizing scripture important in the life of a disciple uh well that is a that's a fantastic question um in psalms chapter 119 uh, the psalmist this is my go-to verse for memorizing scripture, this has uh, been a verse that has uh, weighed heavy on my mind uh, ever since I was a, a young child. 
um, I was homeschooled, and, and one of the things that we did in as part of the curriculum, uh, we used the Abeka program, and they routinely made scripture memorization a part of that program, and and so I really got grounded in it and seeing the importance of it then. And uh, this verse has always been an integral part of that in my mind. It's always brought me back to the importance of it, and that's the the scriptures found in Psalm 119, uh, uh, verse 11. And as you know, the the 119th Psalm is really a psalm highlighting the importance of the Word of God. It's the longest uh, chapter in the entire Bible, and it's it's broken down into to different sections, and each one of them is. Uh, is a, uh, a, a it corresponds to a letter in the alphabet, and uh, it all it has these. Uh, it really highlights each portion of that uh, different aspect of the Word of God. And in verse eleven, uh, the psalmist writes, "Thy word have I hid in mine heart, that I might not sin against thee." So the psalmist there is is saying that he has taken the Word of God. And he's locked it away inside. He's placed it within his mind. He's allowed it to resonate in his soul. He's meditated upon it. It's, it's there. It's locked within him. And, of course, the way that he does this uh, is, as you read the rest of the psalm, is he is constantly engaged in the Word of God, and he's allowing it to uh, become cemented in his mind. And the purpose there, he states, is that, he might not sin against the Lord. He wants his desire, his great desire, is to live a life that honors the Lord. And of course, how we do that is by bringing our minds back to uh, the word that God has written to us, his holy statutes, his testimony, his judgments. Those, Those are the words that the psalmist uses all throughout Psalm 119 is the statutes of the Lord, the ordinance of the Lord, the, the commandments of the Lord. And he does that by, by placing those in his mind, and he's constantly being reminded of those words all throughout the day. Because once it's there, once, you're, once the Word of God is within you and you make it an integral part of your life, those words don't leave. Uh, they're like chains about the neck, as as Proverbs would say. Uh, they're there. They're an ornament of grace to your soul. Uh, so his main purpose in in memorizing the Word of God, and and, and as a side note, uh, Psalm 119, in the Hebrew culture, Jewish children, when they were being uh, brought up by tutors, they would they would come under a tutorage and they memorized their alphabet uh, by memorizing Psalm 119. Mm-hmm. I always find that 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 amazes me that that you go back into Jewish culture and they were teaching they were they were incorporating the word of God into their scholastic studies. And so they it served a dual purpose there. They were educating as a way of in a secular way but they were bringing in the uh, the word of God to that so that they would have those words imprinted on their minds so that they would be constantly aware of the importance of God's word throughout their lives. Um, another verse of scripture uh, that I 
like to think of when I think about the importance of hiding that word in our hearts, of keeping it locked up inside uh, so that it, it does not escape. Uh, and that's what memory is as a, as a way of definition. Memory is, is keeping something so that it, it does not flee away. In uh, Hebrews chapter 2, uh, he says that we should give the more diligent heed to the things that we have heard, lest at any time we should let them slip. And that phrase, let them slip in the Greek, there literally means to run out of as a cracked pot. And, and that is, that, that's not what we want to happen. We don't want the Word of God to run out of us as water would run out of a cracked pot, because in those days they would go to the well, they would fill their pitcher, and they would take it home to utilize it. And if their pot had a crack in it, of course, you can't utilize what's not there. Right. And, uh, and so if, if the Word of God is escaping our minds, uh, then it, there, there's very little profitability in that. And so uh, we want to, to keep it locked in. So we want to hide it in our hearts. But in Psalm 19, another, another verse of Scripture here, uh, in uh, verse 7 through 11, he says, The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Moreover, by them is thy servant warmed, and in keeping of them there is great reward. The Word of God is something that is unique. There is absolutely nothing like it on planet Earth. It is the Word of God in written form. God is no longer communicating to his children through open visions He's not appearing to us in the form of a burning bush. Uh, none of the great appearances that he made in the past, he's not here in human form. So the way that God communicates to his children today is through the inspired and the preserved word. God has spoken. And that, to us, uh, it, it, these words... And I don't think that we value them enough sometimes. I know that I'm guilty myself. But these are the words of God Almighty, the, the same God that spoke the world into existence, the God that upholds it by his hand, uh, the God that rules over the kingdoms of men and, and the armies of heaven. That God has communicated to us. And how precious that is. You know, I think of... I think of when I think of the Word of God, I oftentimes think of of letters from home. You know, in World War II, our 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 men uh, so bravely went across the sea, and they they fought a great a great war, and they didn't have the form of communication we do today. They couldn't just call up whenever they wanted to. Uh, what they did is they wrote letters, and those letters didn't come often. 
Uh, they were kind of few and far between. But when you're at, sitting at home and you're worried about your loved one or you, you want to know what's going on in their life, how precious are those letters? Uh, you keep them locked up in a bo- box. You read them over and over again because you want those words to marinate on your mind. Uh, you want to, to have that connection with your loved one that is so far away. You just treasure those up in your heart. You want to continually have those brought to your mind. So the Word of God is, is special because it is the only form of communication that mankind has today directly from the Lord. And, yeah, sorry, I love what you said there about the, the letters from home. We have a we, we have a letter that my wife's grandmother wrote to, to her grandfather when he was away in the army and, and we still have it. They've both passed on, but and we'll read it from time to time because that's that's a part of them there. It's like going back to, to be with them and talk with them and, and listen to them. And we think about meeting Jesus, like we'd drop everything if Jesus was coming to town, right, to meet Jesus. But we can we can literally take the Word of God and, and walk with Him and talk with Him and listen to Him and learn of Him through this inspired Word that He's given us. Amen. Amen. That's right. You know, we, we would love nothing more than be on the shores of Galilee and listen to Christ as He uh, preached the Sermon on the Mount. Uh, but uh, we have something just as good. You know, Peter would say that we have a more sure word of prophecy. Uh, this is better than an eyewitness experience. You know, hearing someone else give an account of what happened, this is God himself communicating to us. And, and to highlight that point, which brings another point, this is God's self-disclosure to us. And it is the only credible resource that we have. Uh, you know, the psalmist says there that uh, the judgments of the Lord, speaking of the word of God, because that's what they referred to, are true and righteous. We can put whole confidence in this word that everything in it is absolutely true. Uh, there's nothing else on planet Earth that you can put that much confidence in. And if we have, you know, this source of truth, uh, we should give all diligence uh, to hide it in our hearts, to memorize it. You know, we we memorize a lot of crazy stuff, don't we? <laughs> we do. <laughs> yeah. My wife and I were watching um, <laughs> music videos from the late 90s last night, and I was amazed at how many songs I still remembered right. from from years ago. Uh, yeah. And then I think, well, no, it's too hard to memorize the Word of God. But, I mean, I know a right. Britney Spears song from 1999, and, I mean, I hate <laughs> to admit that, but yeah, it's that's an excuse that, that we as sinful people probably bring about or that the devil tries to, to make us think that we can't memorize the Word of God, but we can remember so many things. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Remember, we memorize, uh, you know, game scores that we can tell that people at work, you see this played, you see that play, and it's etched into our minds. Uh, we, we memorize conversations that we had, you know, in years past. I mean, there's just so much stuff that we memorize, and, and God created us that way. God has given us the capacity to remember things, and that's a, that's a blessing uh, to be had. And, and we should use that, that, that faculty that he has given us uh, to remember the most important thing 
in this life. And that, and that's, that's his word. Well, what about that? So memorizing scripture, I'll say this is not just for the, the preacher or, or the super disciple, but who can memorize scripture? Uh, that's a, that's a good question. Um, so you're right. It's, it's, it's certainly a great benefit to the minister. Uh, we're to, uh, Paul would say, meditate upon these things and thy profiting may appear unto all. Uh, and you know, memorizing a passage, uh, through repetition of that, uh, a minister doing that, he is able to absorb the rich details of, of a passage and it helps in sermon delivery. But uh, it's, it's for all adults, uh, you know, for every person. You know, start with adults. You know, uh, I believe that memorizing Scripture is, is the greatest element to, to spiritual growth. And, you know, every adult can do it. You know, we all have different faculties and uh, our abilities uh, may vary from one person to another. But... Everyone can do it. I, you know, I have seen people that are up in age uh, at a church uh, that I pastored. First church I pastored, I uh, started uh, having the church there memorize some in Bible study. And, and there was a dear sister there, Sister Wanda, and she took it seriously. She took the words, the, the 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 verses that we were we were handing out, and she would memorize those things. She she memorized uh, a whole lot of the Bible, uh, a good fifteen or twenty verses, I would imagine, over the course of my tenure there, and uh, I was just amazed. Uh, you know, <laughs> we've got a uh, when I've tried to encourage people to memorize, I, I get a lot of kickback mostly from. Uh, older adults. And uh, I heard Sonny Piles say one time, because uh, you know that Sonny Piles was blessed with a fabulous memory. Uh, he is, he's one that I've looked to, and uh, I, I'm just really inspired by his ability to memorize the Word of God. And uh, he tells the story uh, that he was at a meeting, and uh, one of the one of the, I believe it was the deacon there had said, brother Sonny, I, I just can't memorize like, like you can. And he said later that day that they were out going around the cow pasture and the, the deacon was saying, this calf was born to this cow on this certain day. <laughs> <laughs> and brother Sonny looked at him and said, now, wait a minute. Now you told me you had a problem memorizing anything. And, and that proves the point we memorized what's important. And, 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 uh, anybody can do it, and it's important for older adults, and it's equally important for children. Uh, Paul told Timothy in Second uh, Timothy chapter three, verse fifteen, that thou hast from a child hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation. Uh, Timothy was a young man, no doubt raised uh, probably. Uh, through the Jewish culture by his grandmother and, and mother uh, to memorize those scriptures. And he was very well aware of the Old Testament and had a, a good foundational knowledge and a good memory bank of those verses that were important uh, to the Jewish, Jewish believer in that time. Uh, and I cannot stress enough how, how important that is for us to, uh, as soon as we can, to 
uh, encourage our children to memorize scripture and to help them uh, memorize those scriptures. Do you have tips specifically for kids right now? Uh, because it's not as easy. See, I had this idea when when my daughter was born, and and I guess this idea might have been crushed by the time my son came around. But I had this idea that you know I would I'd be sitting around the fireplace and they'd come down after their bath and they'd be like, "All right, Dad, let's memorize some scripture." And um, it it has not worked out that way. You know, it's a, it's a struggle at times to to get them focused or to get them. Uh, motivated to want to do this. So what are your advice to parents who want to teach their children the Word of God and want their children to hide the Word of God in their heart? How do you do it? Have you seen it done? What advice would you give the listeners? Well, I tell you, let's let's look at the Word of God because I believe nothing can answer that question better than the Word of God itself because the Word of God tells us how to do it. And uh, this is something that I've implemented in, in raising our kids. As, as you've said, um, it, life, life happens. Life is difficult, especially whenever you have four rowdy boys and trying to calm everybody down and, and um, get everybody settled to have a structured time to, you know, read the Word of God uh, recite a memory verse. It can be difficult. It can be challenging because uh, kids are not very focused all the time. But uh, in Deuteronomy chapter six, he tells us in verse seven. Uh, he, well, let's let's go back to verse six. He says, "In these words, which I command thee this day, shall be in thine heart." So that's that's memory right there. And thou shalt teach them diligently. That means passionately. That means be uh, be proactive in teaching your children these. Uh, teach them diligently unto thy children, and thou shalt and ta- and shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up and thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thine hand and they shall be as frontlets between thine eyes and thou shalt write them upon the post of thy house and on thy gates. So the best tip for memorizing scripture is this immerse yourself in the word of God. Uh, You're going to talk of them when you're when thou sittest in thine house so when you're sitting in the house when you're sitting at the dinner table uh recite your memory verse talk about the memory verse and then he says uh, when thou walkest by the way when you're driving in your car when you're taking them to school when you're taking them to baseball practice or ballet or whatever uh, hobby they're into when you're driving out or going to church uh, talk about your memory verse, recite your memory verse. When thou liest down, when you're putting your kids to bed or when you're going to bed, recite your memory verse. When you get up in the morning, recite your memory verse. And then he says, uh, thou shalt write them upon the post of thy house and thy gates. Uh, I don't do it much anymore, but I used to take sticky notes <laughs> and I would write my memory verse and I would put it on my bedroom door. I would put it uh, at the bathroom sink, 
I would put it on the steering wheel of my car, put it on my desk at work, the same memory verse. That way, wherever I turned around, there's my memory verse staring me in the face, uh, you know, and I would read it out loud. You know, if I'm brushing my teeth, I would uh, read it and, and say it out in my head. And, and, you know, the main thing is to take advantage of those little moments of time. You know, we need structured time where we sit down with our kids for the intent purpose of reading the Word of God, trying to memorize Scripture. But we need to take advantage of whatever time we're given uh, because the structured time doesn't always happen. But, you know, instead of listening to the radio in the car, what better time? <laughs> You've got a captive audience. There you go. <laughs> where are they going to go? <laughs> go? They're stuck in their car seats, you know, and. That's one thing I do with my kids is, is uh, we'll be going down the road and I'll either ask them a catech uh, We do catechisms, too, and I'll ask them one of their catechisms or I'll ask them to recite their memory verse. And, and uh, you know, uh, another tip is to start small. I mean, you don't want your kids trying to memorize Ephesians chapter one, verses one through 20 <laughs> on the first go. Right. You know, start with uh, start with with small, easy uh, to understand, I, I try to, for kids especially, I like to stick with the Proverbs, uh, you know, Proverbs 15, 1, a soft answer turneth away wrath, uh, but grievous words stir up anger, you know, uh, those those type of verses that uh, they can apply right now, you know, so that they can see the application in their life. And, you know, they start to argue with their brother or sister, and they remember that verse. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, so well, I would say to anybody listening to that, that John has hit the nail on the head because I'm going to tell you, I was I, I became discouraged, I would say early on in, in trying to be a parent and that that I wasn't having the impact I thought I was. And, and it wasn't that I wasn't having an impact on my children. It was that I wasn't doing it like the I wasn't doing it like the books I had read said to do it. Right. I wasn't sitting them down every night for a church service. And if you do that and and it works for you, that's awesome. Praise God. It didn't work for my family. But I tell you, one day I read Deuteronomy chapter six that you just went through. And it was just a mind blowing experience. Like this is how God instructed discipleship of your children. It's not a, a something that we do after dinner. It's something that we do from the time we wake up to the time we go to bed that we just incorporate into our life, like you said, when we're driving to the ball game or to ballet practice. Um, and so anybody listening, I want to encourage you that you it's good to have structured time, as John just said, and it's good to set aside time to read the Word of God and study the Word of God with your family. But really the way God has instructed us to do it as, as mothers and fathers is throughout the day. And, and it's just like a gentle rain, and you'll be amazed what your kids pick up. That's right. John, you mentioned tips for kids starting small starting in in proverbs um what are, are there any other tips that you would have for adults and then um, where would you advise someone who hasn't memorized scripture who hasn't made this a part of their life where would you advise them to start as i mentioned before you want to you want to start small um and you want to uh, pick a verse that is going to be a benefit uh, to your life. We'll talk about, uh, hopefully in a minute, we'll talk about uh, the benefits uh, uh, of memorizing Scripture and having that application in your life. But uh, 
you want to you want to pick verses that you can see application in now and and then uh, also something that is uh, is a core part uh, of doctrine you know um, one of one of one of the first verses that I remember memorizing is Romans chapter 12 verses 1 and 2 I beseech you therefore brethren by the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice you know you know in the verse 2 be not conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind you know that verse has uh, been in my mind in all sorts of daily situations. So I saw, I think one of the reasons it was so easy for me to memorize that is because it reminded me of my purpose and it reminded me what I was to be doing at every moment in my life is to not be conformed to what the world was doing, but be transformed by God's word. And so, you know, when you see profitability in it, it's going to be easier to memorize. Right. You know, if you're trying to memorize Judges chapter 5, you're you're probably not going to make it very far. <laughs> <laughs> you know, or trying to memorize the genealogy of Jesus. You know, just honesty. Uh, but so pick something that's going to be applicable. Uh, and then I would say probably my, my best tool in memorizing Scripture, uh, I started real heavy in college, and I'm by no means an expert, but for me this works is writing it down. Every day I would take a note card and I would write out my memory verse and I'd take it with me that day. And the next day I wouldn't use the same memory verse or the same note card. I would write another one. And the process of writing it out uh, did something to concrete it in my mind. Mm-hmm. And every, every day I would try to write it from memory, only glancing at the passage every time I needed a refresher. And the more I did that, the, uh, the better I became at, at having that cemented in my mind. So that's, that's one technique that worked for me. Um, and then of course, through the day I would pull it out, I would read it, and then I would try to recite it by looking away, only looking back to it when I needed help to get over a snag, uh, that helped. But now, uh, we live in the age of, of technology (laughs) and there are, uh, quite a few uh, memory verse apps that you can download on your Android or iPhone. Uh, the, I, I've had a few of them over the years. The one that I use now is called Verses, and I like it. It's good with kids. Uh, I've encouraged some of the kids in our church to use it because it, it has different levels that you can do. You put in your memory verse, and then it has this section where you can rearrange the verse. It'll have the sentences to where you can rearrange and put them in their proper order. Uh, one of them's a fill-in-the-blank. It gives you a word choice where you push the word, and it fills it in, and then, and then you get to the point where you got to type it out. And by the time you've got to where you typed it out, you pretty much have it memorized. It works very well uh, for me and the other people that I have using it. Um, so, uh, start small, start with something that's applicable, uh, something, uh, doctrinal, uh, and, uh, write it on note cards, surround yourself in it. And, uh, if you can use a, a memory verse app, uh, and they're very helpful. They are. And I'll, I'll link to that. I've been using that versus app recently, um, 
and and it is they kind of have a system that they've put in place where you you listen to it and, you, and then you rearrange it and you fill in the blank and then eventually you type it out and by the time you get to typing it out you pretty much know the verse so i'll i'll link to that to anybody that's interested in that you you talked about some of the benefits i know we've already talked about some of the benefits of memorizing scripture but it sounded like you wanted to kind of go back to some of those so so what are some others that maybe you didn't touch on earlier well you know uh the benefits uh uh, i'll run through these kind of quickly but you know uh, first off uh, the word of god is 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 our first line of defense uh against sin in our lives as far as we have an inclination there's a temptation that presents itself you know, Ephesians chapter six, verse seventeen says the word of God is uh, uh, the 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 sword of the spirit. I'm sorry, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. That's one of the pieces of the armor of the Christian. And you know, when Jesus was tempted by Satan, uh, every time Satan levied a temptation against him, what did he do? He quoted scripture, <laughs> and he did that as an example. So it's a uh, uh, the benefit to your spiritual life is if you cement these in your mind, you have a line of defense when a particular temptation presents itself. The word of God is there. You can quote it to yourself and remind yourself, this is what the word of God says for this particular situation. Uh, secondly, the word of God, by memorizing it, 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 is, uh, it is a lamp unto your your feet. It's a light into your path. Uh, it guides you in life. Uh, thirdly, uh, one of the things that memorizing scripture does is it gives you illumination and deeper insight. I can't tell you how many times that I have chosen a verse of scripture that maybe I hadn't given much thought to and just felt like I needed to memorize it. And as I'm memorizing it and letting those words marinate in my soul, there's so many rich things that just come out that you didn't see that was there before. You you begin to make these connections, and the more you memorize, it's, it's interesting, the more you memorize, the more connections you're able to make because you're not having to flip through the Word of God to see what this passage says is right there. And so you're able to make those connections a lot quicker, and and, and it speaks to you on a, on a deeper level. And the last, the last benefit, and this probably... Uh, has become uh, was the greatest surprise to me and, and it's probably been the most special benefit of of memorizing scripture and that is it has cultivated a much richer and deeper prayer life you know when we pray when we pour out our heart to the lord we want to pray according to his will and that's that's our heart's desire. You know, James would say, you have not because you ask not. And then he goes on to say, because you've asked amiss that you may consume it upon your own lust. When I began to memorize scripture, <laughs> I began to notice something in my prayers changed drastically. I, I quit praying so much for natural things. You know, help me with this test, help me with this friendship, help me with this. And all of a sudden, my my prayer life became just uh, 
just steeped in the Word of God. I began to pray the Word of God. As I was praying, I began to notice that I was using these verses that I had memorized, and I was converting them into a prayer format, like I quoted earlier, you know, uh, Romans chapter 12. I, I, would, I began to pray, uh, help me, Father, to, to uh, present my body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto you, because this is my reasonable service, and, and, and don't let me be conformed to this world, but Lord, help me to be transformed by the renewing of my mind. And I just, you know, when I, I get drawn in to praying his words, I know that I'm praying for good things. I know that there's no danger in praying for something outside of the will of God because it's written in his word. We know it's his will, and and it is it is just really really taking me deep in prayer. Uh, and, and that was a surprise to me is, is when that began to happen in my prayer life. That, that is an interesting point. But um, if you're praying the Word of God, you know you're praying pure words and pure prayers. Um, That's right. You know, the last That's thing right. I, would, I would add here about a benefit to Scripture is happiness. Um, so many people— mm-hmm are searching for happiness. And uh, I think that's uh, ingrained in, in our culture, right? The pursuit of happiness. But if you go to Psalm one and look at the blessed man, which is the happy man, Mm -hmm. uh, you'll see in verse one, there's some things that he avoids, but in verse two, there's some things that he really engages in. He meditates in the law of the Lord. It's his delight. And that would be memorizing scripture. You mentioned earlier being constantly engaged. Well, the happy man, the blessed man of Psalm one is constantly engaged in the word of God. That's right. John, I appreciate you joining us today, and I hope you'll come back on the M121 podcast for more topics and and more discussions. Um, Anything else you want to leave us with before we close out? No, I have enjoyed the time, brother, and and I I appreciate you highlighting this topic. I I believe it's a a good topic for us individually, uh, as, as individuals, as family units, uh, and even as churches, you know, this is something that I believe churches uh, need to be doing together as a congregation as well. And, um, you know, uh, so this is a, a very important topic, and I'm glad that you uh, have taken the time to to highlight it and, and, and make people aware of it. And I just appreciate you having me on. I've really enjoyed uh, talking to you about it. I appreciate it. I believe it is, too. Let me just talk about real quick. The church congregation. So you mentioned to me offline that your church, do you, you have a verse, is it every week, a month? How do you do that? Every month, yeah. We, we take, I started this uh, years ago with the first church I pastored and carried it over here. And so what we do is uh, our church, I, I did it at the, uh, the other church in Bible study, but um at our church, what we do is we take a verse a month, and I, I don't try to push the boundaries or, or you know overload them, but I do uh, take a short verse, and uh, sometimes it'll be doctrinal. I kind of go back and forth with that doctrinal, and then something practical, doctrinal, practical, and uh, we'll take it. We'll take a month. That's usually four Sundays, uh, four weeks to memorize it. Uh, I create a group on the Versus app. We all have it. That way we can see one another's progress. You know, it's really engaging that way. Uh, During Sunday morning, uh, we come together. We'll sing a couple of hymns. 
And then I'll stop the song service, a brief little interlude there, and I'll say, let's quote our memory verse. If you need your Bible, you grab your Bible. I say, you know, try to look away, and, and we quote our memory verse. And, you know, this puts a lot of pressure on the pastor because he's got to have that yeah, thing memorized. you got to quote it. <laughs> <laughs> he's got to have it memorized. But, you know, I've, uh, I, I've really enjoyed it because it's allowed the children to become a part of, you know, the church. So, of course, they're engaged in song service and I utilize them in prayer. But it's just another uh, another opportunity for them to feel like they're a part of something. And they shout it out. They, man, when I say, let's, let's quote our memory verse, you'll hear them you know, shouting out at the top of their lungs trying to quote that memory verse. And, and it's, it's a wonderful experience. I've, I've really enjoyed it. And, and uh, now whenever I'm, I'm preaching and I use a verse that we've memorized. I can look out in the congregation and I'll see little lips moving. And uh, I tell you what, that does my heart a world of good. <laughs> I tell you, and it's, it's amazing. It is amazing how children can soak up the word of God. So if you're a parent today and you, and you haven't started this, you've tried and, and, and kind of given up, just go start small, start slow. Like John's been saying, and you'll be amazed. Even, even the smallest of children, what they can, what they can put back and, and quote, and, and you never know. That's another thing about memorizing the Word of God. You never know when you're going to need it. You mentioned it was the, it was a weapon in the armor of God, the only offensive weapon that is mentioned in Ephesians chapter 6. And the devil, when he attacks you, he doesn't give you time to get your Bible and flip to it. <laughs> you need to know it. And uh, That's right. Scripture memory is a very important part of the life of the disciple. Thank you, John. I appreciate it, and I hope we'll talk to you soon. All right, brother. See you, man. God bless.